This episode of the Applegate Experience is brought to you by what's coming out of your face hole. That's right. I'm inviting you to reinvent yourselves down Cherry Lane. Be a part of the Applegate Experience. Let me know if you want to get onto the show. Reach out to me today. That way we can get rolling here. Let's get back to the show. Hoorah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, perhaps. What day is it, even, for you? For me, it is Thursday, May 9th, 2019. It is 8.01 a.m. Waiting for the bus. It's a little drizzly, overcast, dreary morning, a little bit cool. See what the temperature's at. 59 degrees. It was a little cool overnight, must say. Let's get some music in my earbuds so I can relax a little bit, chill out, meditate for the next 29 minutes, I would expect. Of course, you know the commute is about 27 minutes long, give or take, with any traffic pending. At this hour, it's usually pretty light, and I don't have to deal with much. But if, in fact, I have to get down to the D.C. region, which is occasionally, it would take a good hour and a half to two hours in some cases, which is unbelievable. When there's no traffic and it's all free and clear, it's less than an hour. 60 minutes from here in Shangri-La, which is up in the mountains, the Katakton Mountains, by the way, to D.C. It's about 60 minutes. Let's slow this sucker into drive, shall we? Clear the window off just a little bit of those raindrops. Wave to the children. Bye, children. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Tranquil Spa. That's the station I'm listening to. Let me listen to that. Let's play that station. Thank you, Google Play Music. By the way, did I tell you guys I've got smart speakers in every room of the house, for the most part? <laughs> I tell you, make my way up to highway speeds here, down the Kadakan Mountain Highway... On this very special episode, every special, every day is special. Every episode is fantastic. I must say, I am the star of the show right now, right here and now. This is, this is fantastic, folks. I must be living in a dream with a smile on my face. I shrug that off real quick. Yeah, then you're smacked with reality, right? Getting back into the workplace... You know, people in the office, they just have such a crappy attitude. And then what? You're faced with a conundrum of sorts because you kind of have this anticipation, this ambition, and this optimism about you, for the most part, I would say, in my case at least. 
and then you've got people who just really want to go out of their way to ruin it for you, to make it as dismal and difficult, and they want to depress you, depress your mood, depress your ambitions, keep you in that box, keep you confined, keep you constrained and uh, cranking out like a machine all the duties that are expected of you and if you don't abide then you're reprimanded and you're held accountable for your actions right is not the case I would say in, in some instances that's accurate others a lot of people would say that it's just uh, just a matter of perspective and you put yourself in that position, which is true. I don't have to be here. I don't have to be anywhere. But we have responsibilities and we must take, uh, be held accountable for our actions. And I'm quite pleased thus far with what I've achieved in my 41 years on this planet. However brief, this blink of an eye in the scheme of things. I've got no music playing in my earbuds. I don't know what's going on. I think I confused it. The machine is confused. It says there's no music available. <laughs> I'm not tethered to the Wi-Fi, and I'm not in airplane mode, so I don't know what's going on. Let me just shut it all down and reboot. Uh, the wife sent me messages as well. I think she wants to get on the line with me, which um, I've got better things to do. For your ears. Ah, <laughs> uh, priorities, right? I... I want to thank you again, and I do so every episode for the most part, um, for supporting me in my weight loss efforts and in this fantastic journey. I do invite you to reinvent yourselves with Cherry Lane, down Cherry Lane. I think that's the, that's the terminology I'd like to start using. Reinvent yourself down at Cherry Lane. If, what does that mean? What does this all mean? Is this real life? You ever get that feeling, that kind of deja vu, out of body type of like scenario where you're kind of like, whoa, is this, is this really happening? Am I really right here, right now doing what I'm doing? I get that sometimes. And <clears throat> I kind of like it because it's, uh, it's, it's almost as if when you're going through this transcendental meditation where you've got this intentional ability to put yourself in a position and focus your breathing and you just zone out for 20 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour even. Some Buddhist monks do this for years <clears throat> and they really deprive themselves of all the luxuries. They've got no bells and whistles. Well, I must say, they, they've got Tibetan bowls <laughs> and Tibetan bells. 
but I've never heard of Tibetan whistles. In fact, um, I really enjoy listening to Tibetan bowls, and recently in the past several weeks, this is a station that I've intentionally put on, either in my earbuds, on all the smart speakers in the house, and I've got six, by the way. I've got the main home, which you have to have in order to have multiple minis hooked up. And I've got five little minis. And uh, I think I could get another one or two just to kind of round things out, have one in the bathroom. I took a shower this morning. I plugged in my, well, I connected to my Bluetooth speaker and brought that thing in the shower. And, of course, it was liquid mind or something along those lines. <clears throat> and that's probably one room that, that is pending right now with another Google Home Mini. And these things give off a decent amount of sound, I must say. The, the main hub, Google Home, that kind of looks like an air freshener type of thing. It stands about six inches tall three and a half inches in diameter or so, conical, and uh, it's got usually two tones with the lower portion being mesh and the speaker uh, positioned in three areas of the uh, sphere, or cylindrical shape. And it's got some decent bass to it, but I'm very interested and inclined to go out of my way and spend some decent money on a Google Home Max. And it's just as it sounds. It, it is the maximum audio quality that you can get out of one of these smart speakers. And I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it surpasses anything else on the market with the bells and whistles and all the artificial intelligence capabilities that are built into this thing with all the subwoofer uh, characteristics and high and mid-range tones that you, you really don't get out of these smaller versions. And I know that the audio quality of the, some of this music just is, is compressed and not as true to the original recordings. Nothing's ever going to be unless if, you know, Neil Young uh, comes out with his Pono whatever it was, the high-definition uh, music format. I think it was Pono, P-O-N-O, something along those lines, which really never took off. And this is probably going a decade back, eight, eight to ten years ago. I remember reading something about that. But, you know, everything's streaming. Everything is uh, in the cloud. And if you don't have your own music library, then you're kind of at the mercy of one of these streaming platforms to provide you a playlist of sorts, you know, a shuffling. And if you have a subscription, you can probably get rid of a lot of the advertisements that are associated with uh, a lot of these streaming services, whether it be Spotify, Pandora, Google Play Music. I listen to a lot of SoundCloud, so there's really no ads uh, that are associated with that because you're pretty much just going by your genre and your playlist of those who you follow. But I like the decentralized nature of the way things are going, and it may in fact be the best way 
to enjoy a social media experience and your musical experience in the future. Whereas you might be able to pay to play and have some type of tokenization so that uh, it may only take a fraction of a you know, token <clears throat> to have a subscription service that may equate to $5 a month or something along those lines, which is fine if you're willing to pay for something along those lines. And for the 12 years that I've been utilizing Pandora, 12 or 13 now, since 2007-ish, uh, I've never utilized their paid services. Do you have any paid services that uh, you actively engage with besides maybe Netflix or Hulu and uh, visual entertainment? What do you do for your music? Do you have your own library? Years ago, back in 2002, 2003, <clears throat> the Napster days, right? Some of you weren't even born then. I had a friend, a high school buddy, who had two or three desktop computers lined up in his room. And he just had these things running 24 hours a day. He was downloading all kinds of music. And it was all pretty much from the dark web. And then there were some lawsuits and some issues with um, musicians you know, bringing lawsuits uh, against Napster and others who were personally held liable for downloading this copyrighted content. And of course, they were not getting paid for all these listens and these downloads. But nowadays, when you got iTunes and so forth, you can download a song. You pay for one song. What does it cost you? Do you engage in that activity? Or do you just let it stream? I still have nothing playing in my ears. <laughs> Maybe it's better off. Let's press play on this thing. Press play. Oh, look at that. I got an ad for a movie. So I'm not paying attention to what's going on on the screen, but here I am getting some trailer preview information blaring in my earbuds right now, which is kind of confusing. But now, here we go, after about 15 seconds, it's getting into the tranquil sounds of the Tibetan Bulls radio station. Ah, there we go. Now I can kick back, relax. I can jump in the back seat to make a sandwich and just uh, be on my way, shall we? Or can I? Soon will be the day where I can do so, freely, legally, upon my own will. But what happens when these regulations are interfering with our, our freedoms, where we are confined to the spaces in which you know, Facebook uh, manipulates our activities and our information that we are exposed to. Do you opt in to what you see? 
or are you just force-fed all this stuff that is displayed and skewed on your smart device? Is it really a smart device if it's kind of keeping you dumb? <laughs> uh, some would beg to argue that this is, uh, we're at the precipice here. We are, are, we are at the transition of perhaps a, a singularity, an inevitable singularity that will perhaps enable us to become a superhuman. Elon Musk in his neural lace just announcing it uh, once again that he's getting closer and closer to having something material that's going to integrate man and machine a neural lace a baseball cap that you could put on your head that'll read your thoughts read your mind perhaps manipulate your ambitions isn't that something Man, I love to talk about this because if I can enhance my natural abilities, my vision, if I can zoom in on this license plate in front of me and this guy just did a hit and run, perhaps, and there's no other witnesses except for my visual perspective here, uh, in a gainful position to just zoom in. Here we go. JHD, blah, blah, blah. Pennsylvania registration. And look, he's driving a Honda Civic, of all things. Right about this point yesterday, I was talking about police interceptors and these Ford Explorers and SUVs that are equipped you know, with all types of equipment, bells and whistles, and rigged with... You know, safety devices for the police to do their jobs. But what happens when everyday vehicles are fully autonomous and making their way down the roads with no human occupants whatsoever? Who is held accountable for these machines that are hustling and bustling and making deliveries and uh, transporting humans and all the logistics that are involved in tracking real-time data this information is going to be valuable to somebody and it will be able to hold someone accountable for a hit and run that may even result in a fatality, God forbid. But these are instances that are real life, folks, every day that we are dealing with. We are faced with issues that are hypothetical but material in the real world. So if, if an artificial intelligence could comprehend hundreds of thousands, tens of millions of scenarios within a very short period of time, at some point, it's gonna to have to make the decision to take action or have a reaction for or against us. And there's a dilemma. Whereas, what happens when the machine makes a decision that ultimately affects an outcome 
leading to the death or injury of another human being or a group of human beings. Choosing the lesser of two evils. If the autonomous vehicle takes a turn to engage its optical op obstacle avoidance, which is a direct result then of uh, you know human injury, then what do you do? How do you justify? The, the choice that it makes and how do you quantify the data leading up to the event so look at this Dodge Charger this guy these got an unmarked vehicle Virginia registration man that's a sweet car that Charger that Dodge Charger is a beast and I love it. And if I had one of those, black it out, you get some, uh, you know, some matte black hubs on those wheels and um, yeah, put a couple antennas on it and uh, yeah, some flashing lights. I love those strobes, by the way. Had a BMW that belonged to a firefighter many, many years ago, and uh, had a 2006 uh, 323i, and uh, the lights would flash, and, and the strobes were great, especially when you're pulled over on the road and you just don't want to use those standard hazards. You flip the switch and get those suckers going, and um, I love it. I love the bells and whistles on, on things, but is it a necessity? If you are in the right position to utilize these tools, sure. Otherwise, it's just a matter of um, novelty and entertainment value. So, I don't know. I know I'm going on and on about this, and I've lost a lot of your interest uh, many minutes ago, if not days and weeks ago. But for those of you who are joining in and sticking around uh, be sure to follow me on social media I'm on Instagram at the Applegate experience as well as Stephen Applegate MD however limited Twitter at Applegate health and Applegate management everywhere else and yesterday I updated my YouTube name to the Applegate experience I don't know if that's a good thing or not it was Stephen Applegate, but I, uh, yeah, the first name is The Applegate. Last name is Experience. Just to try it out, I don't know if it's going to help me uh, gain any viewership, listenership, subscribership, and it really doesn't matter to me. I don't have any intention of gaining a million subscribers it would be great as long as the content is there which I do not have I must admit the content is very limited and I seem to just go on and on and on about the same old stuff on a daily basis so once again if you are interested in sharing your story I need some people who want to get involved in this experience 
sharing your experience. My experience, this is the Applegate experience, but I think a lot of folks um, who partake in the entertainment of Joe Rogan, and I, I'm not trying to steal any, any of this um, technique or it just it was coincidental to tell you the truth but i i can i get it i understand exactly what he's doing with um with his podcast his platform he's got the guys on girls on that are really bringing this show to a tremendous level that is getting the eyeballs and the ears to subscribe and to listen to anything and everything on a daily basis it's really running itself is how he put it and I don't follow the guy too much I'll turn on YouTube and every once in a while I'll put on a clip you know that's seven or ten minutes long and I know he goes on for two or three or four hours in some instances on his podcast to just cover so much information that what do you get away from it What are these long-winded, stretched-out podcasts getting away with? Are people actually extracting the information that they find relevant from these podcasts and his platform? Or are they sitting there and enduring the entire slew of 200, 300 minutes worth of babble. I have no idea. I don't know the analytics. I'm sure him and his producers know exactly. Because he's got a nice team behind him. He's got an, an excellent setup. He's got a studio. I think he started it in his house, in his man cave. But uh, I'd love to get there at some point, at least to have um, some people engaging in this psychobabble that I'm I'm spewing out of this face hole. So, what do you got to share? What's coming out of your face hole? <laughs> That'll be the title of the show, by the way. So, if you made it this far, thank you so much. I'm almost there. I'm almost in the office, and uh, tomorrow I'm gonna be hunkered down in the man cave for the most part during the day tomorrow which is Friday 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 and uh, I got so much work to do I I cannot take off of work not one day because if I do my stress level goes through the roof and I really cannot handle all the tasks that really need to be executed within the next 36 hours by tomorrow afternoon I want to be able to just not think about my responsibilities from Monday through Friday. And I don't want it to drip down into the cracks of the weekend where I'm focused on spackling the damn sheetrock and literally rocking things out. I want to have a relaxing and productive time with my children with my family at home in the comfort within the confines of my walls 
where I put myself, and I'm not pressured in doing so by others or any institution, government, or entity. This is the American dream. This is, this is freedom. And my justice for all of you will be to engage, to subscribe. Please do so. Hit the subscribe button. Listen to this podcast on your favorite platform, whether it be iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, Podcast Addict. You got it. But participate, partake in this. I'm really looking forward to it. I know it's going to happen sooner or later. It's bound to happen. Folks, you guys are what make this podcast what it is. Your engagement. And I love the support online. So if you haven't already, make it a great day. Be sure to live life healthy. And um, be well. See you guys.